頑張れ五右衛門ネオ桃山幕府の踊り独四で登場 Welcome to Remember 64, where this week we try to stop the evil stage performers from.、Uh, wait, why are we doing this again? Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is David Petrangelo, and it's a good thing these two ninja buddies happen to be around just in time for this giant spaceship to come along and try and turn a castle into a stage. And wait, again, wait, why is that guy in his underwear? What's happening here? Well, that's just some vague quips about our level 22 game, Mystical Ninja, featuring Goemon. A new guest will be joining this week to talk about the game and their experience with the Nintendo 64. I'm very excited to have him on. Before that, though, a reminder up front as usual, you can toss us a rating on your podcast app of choice so more and more people can find this fun stuff that we're doing here at Remember 64. Or if you want to get episodes early, if you want to help us choose what we're going to play next, and if you want to get some video content previewed before it goes up live weeks in advance. They are mini reviews. Just a heads up there. That can all be on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash remember64show for just a dollar, three, or five dollars a month. All there for you, and everything is updated weekly. All right, without further ado, let's bust out the history books, everyone. I'm learning. It's time to head back to April of 1998. Mystical Ninja starring Goemon was developed by Konami, first titled. Ganbare Goemon 5, the Japanese producers instead wanted to shed the numerical naming pattern and landed on the eventual title of Mystical Ninja. All this in order to just drive the point home and emphasize that this time around you were definitely playing something different. Now, the game, just like its predecessors, initially had a two player co op mode, but over the final months leading up to release, that was completely scrapped, something many reviews at the time pointed out as a disappointment. But, Mystical Ninja worked with 128 megabits in that N64 cartridge, so with co op not there anymore, this allowed devs to favor something else. And we talk about this in a couple moments, but the high quality musical numbers and voice samples are what took its place. Konami released a set of early renders of the game and of Goemon posing and showing off facial features for magazine previews at the time. And then, not long after, an early build of the game was featured at E3 1997. But that's not it. Konami wasn't done there. They later presented a nearly finished build at the Tokyo Game Show in September of 97. And children were the main target for Mystical Ninja. So, in typical 90s fashion, what did Konami do? Well, of course, as expected, scheduled appearances of Goemon mascots at school gymnastics competitions in Japan. Now, I mentioned the music and sound a minute ago. The soundtrack is a collaboration of four different composers. The team knew they had a set of solid track on their hands, so they used these musical numbers and remixed one of the songs called I Am Impact and released it on a CD on October 3rd of 1997. Now, the game's mild release in Eastern markets prompted the production of an animated show as well. Now, bear with me again here, but it went a little something like this. Goemon fights off evildoers after being transported to a modern society where he becomes besties with an elementary school student. Why? Reasons. That's why. 
The show was planned for release in North America over a year before the game's release, but then it was delayed by another full year, and ultimately never made its way to North American shores. Mystical Ninja starring Goemon sold 55,000 units in North America and 141,000 in Japan. Alright, there's a little look back at the game itself. Let's talk about this wacky adventure with our guest. All right, as always, everybody, on Remember 64, it's time to bring in a special guest, another new guest this time. I'm very, very excited to talk about this game with Danny as our special guest this week. Danny, how are you, man? I'm not too bad. You decided to get me up at half six in the morning, but, you know, apart from that, it's all good. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I feel terrible, but I'm also very excited, so I'm conflicted. <laughs> no, honestly, it's all good. I, I do my recordings at six o'clock in the morning because otherwise I'm not going to be able to speak to anyone who lives in America, Britain, Canada, because I'm living in Australia. Um, yeah, which, which is great, man. I mean, like the things people do to talk and talk about video games and play video games you know it's it's very impressive <laughs> you've got like i've done 5 a.m i've done 5 a.m for some people i'm like oh my god my wife's just hitting me like you prick you prick <laughs> gotta be done it's gotta be done gotta be done right it's just just gotta scratch that itch so um so you're you're up that early you're you're doing fun stuff out there you got your own show going on why don't we uh why don't we tell people a little bit about that before we jump in yeah so i do my own podcast called retro wars and basically each week i get a guest on um, half of the show is just me dicking around, talking about news, games and stuff, like beat our own little games. And then the other half is talking about the selected game. We go from probably the NES Master System up until at the moment, I think we've done the Wii, a few of them. It's just basically just dicking around. And it's not me praising every game. There are some ones like our one-year show is this week, um, doing the Bouncer. And I'm not going to lie, that game's a pile of shite. Um, so don't be, happy um, one year <laughs> happy one year let's do a shit game and yeah it's just a basically a shit talk each week um and then yeah people might agree with it people might disagree with it but meh it's all good fun at the end of the day that's it exactly right and that and that's kind of what what this show is too you know there's definitely going to be games that we're going to come across and we already already have at this point uh we're sitting at almost one year as well for for us for the show too and uh for the most part we've been lucky we've played some pretty good stuff and every once in a while you're going to hit a stinker or a sort of middle ground game. And yeah, that's fine. It is what it is. As long as you had fun talking about it and playing it, that's all good. That's exactly. all it's about. So. Well, it's okay. You, when you say have fun playing it, there are going to be some <laughs> games you're not going to before. You're not going to have fun playing that. It's I, I am so, I, it's sad that I'm so excited to play that game again. No, Cause I remember no. I, I, I just, I want to know, I want to, I don't really remember what it felt like playing it as a kid. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I, I rented it from the store a couple times at that. What? And I just know, yeah, I, I, that's it. That's all I've who, experienced. Who hires it a couple of times? You should have realized the first time. Oh, this game Maybe. is the crap. I'll, I'll hire it again. What's wrong with you? Well, where do I start with that question? That's the other. <laughs> so I, the reason why is I want, I want to. I want to be a part of this, this, uh, not, it's not a bandwagon because it's pretty well known that it's a terrible game, but I really want to experience just how bad it is. I don't love shitting on games, 
But if you have to, you just have to, you know, and uh, at least the discussion, it's sort of like when something, something not so great happens to you, nothing serious, but something silly. Oh, I slipped and I, whatever, to stub my toe or something. It's like, oh, well, at least you got a story out of it. Or I did this or someone at work said that. Well, at least you got a story out of it. At least I'll get a podcast out of it. <laughs> See, you're far too it. nice. If I if I get a shit game, I will shit all over it and then literally drink the tears of everybody else who doesn't like it. So I did Spyro and I had people messaging me going, oh, I love Spyro. I was like, I'm fine, but it's shit. It's yeah, shit. It, not everything holds up, man. Not everything yeah. holds up. Like just because it's a fun character doesn't mean it's going to be a great game. Correct. So. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So, um, before we get into 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 this game more specifically, uh, what was what was your experience with sixty four before? I guess before today, um, well, like growing up, did did you have one? Was it something? Yeah, that you yeah, yeah. A lot so, of? yeah. Um, I that was like my next my second games console. Well, th- third games console after my Mega Drive or Genesis. Um, <laughs> and Game Boy, and then yep. eventually yeah, the N sixty four came out, and my cousin. Did I, did I hire? I can't remember. But at the time, I was like, I sold my Mega Drive, all my stuff, my Mega Drive, put it in the local paper, sold everything, and then with the man, with the money, managed to get an N sixty four with an extra controller and Mario sixty four. So that was nice. That was the start. Sweet deal. Yeah, that was the start of my, my N sixty four, and had it. I think I've still got the N sixty four somewhere. Not, it's not behind me before anyone thinks. <laughs> um, it's somewhere. Um, I just don't know where it is. It's somewhere yeah. in my old house. Um, I don't know if it still works. I'll be impressed if it does. Um, you know what? Like, I, I have my original SNES that I bought when I was eight or something like that. Good that, thing still, that thing still works, man. It, it's like, I haven't done anything special. I never cleaned it, never did any sort of, like, maintenance to it. If that still works and was stored God knows where for the last 15 to 20 years... I wouldn't be surprised if your N64 worked. I mean, it's coming. It's, it's the same plastic with a couple of chips. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, be that's all it is. Too surprised. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Should, Maybe a little bit of dust cleaning or whatever. But other than that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it works. As long as the cartridges are in pretty good shape, I would assume the console is is fine. Um, so, hey, if you find it, it's worth a test run. That's for it's sure. Worth, <laughs> and it's like, find my games. Do they all work? Like the only ones, only N64 games I have to hand are these two Japanese Zelda's my brother got me for Christmas, and that's oh. about it. Um, Sweet. <laughs> so I need to stay. Otherwise, I, I don't know where my old games. I could. I've got my old Game Boy games, but I don't yeah. know where the N sixty four games are. They, they'll be somewhere hidden around in a house or somewhere back in England. Yeah, th- there's always there's always a few things lying around. There's a few SNES and sixty four games I just found that happened to be in my stuff and somehow not at my parents' place. I was like, how'd this get here? Yeah. Um, pleasant surprise. I mean, it's a good problem to have, you know. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, so was now now we're we're I, I dipped my toes into two of the Goman games a little bit in the over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the first one is Mystical Ninja starring Goman. That's yeah. the original. And then yeah. there's the Great Adventure of Goman. What's the name of it here? I should have this in front of me. Goman's Great Adventure. That's what it is, which is sort of like the sequel. I mo- I mostly played Mystical Ninja starring Goman. Let's just call that the first one. We'll just go yeah. with it that way. Um, what what was your experience playing this when, when you were younger? Is this something that you sort of uh, found later on? No, this is first of all going to be a dick. It's not Goman. It's Goemon. There's this Goemon. Goemon. There's a dick for dick move for you from the off. No, no. Um, Honestly, I'm sitting there and and I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say it. Is, even if it's like, is it Gaiman? You know, like it could be something like that. Uh, but oh. so Go- Goiman. Yeah, Go- Goimon. 
Goemon. Okay, there yeah. we go. All we'll right, I learned N64. something today. I love it. Play the N64 version. You wonder if he's called Gaiman, considering what goes on in this game. Um, <laughs> especially so, at the beginning. <laughs> oh, Jesus, there's so much. Um, so my cousin, um, my cousin, uh, his parents, you, oh, one of them works um, for British Airways. So he's always going across the world, going across America, and he always used to bring back like random games because he had the money and he was just like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Cool. So, I think my cousin, uh, my cousin's dad had no idea when it came to what video games were prevalent at the time. So he just basically bought anything. So my cousin would sure. come around to the house, would come around family house every Saturday. I'm like, what the, what have you brought this time? And he would bring <laughs> stuff like Bomberman 64. Um, he had, what was the ones he had? I don't know, Gomon. He had Gomon. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. my other cousin had introduced us into Japanese culture through animes. And mostly, oh, cool, the, cool. mostly okay. violent animes. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of like, wow, animes can be nice. So we kind of picked it and I, we started playing it and I thought, oh, this is actually really cool. And um, so yeah. I asked if I could borrow it for a little bit and I yeah, took it back home and blitzed it, absolutely blitzed it and fell in love with it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I had, uh, I think I sent you a couple messages when we were sort of talking about what, what uh, about the series a little bit. I had the original, I don't know, it's not, I don't think it's considered the original, but Super the Nintendo one that came out and yeah, the one in, yeah. for SNES 91 92 i think is when it came out at least in north america anyway i i have that game it is it is in the room beside me in in a pile of my snes games and um i don't know i remember really like enjoying it because the music was really cool i could play with my brother it was you could play co-op which is not super common especially then um and you know you kind of just go around and, and i didn't really know what was going on you know, some areas ghosts popped up. Sometimes you yeah. just walk into like an inn. Sometimes you could play mini games. Like there's all these little things in it that were just fun to do. As far mm-hmm. as like progressing ever in it, I don't think we ever really got very far at all. We were just little kids at the time. Um, but that's my experience with this series. At And that's it. That's where it starts and ends. And I just remember having a good time with it. And I know that at least one of these games existed on the N64, but I never played them because... Uh, as we discussed before we hit record, I played all the typical N64 games growing up. You know, it was Mario Kart. It was Mario Party. It was Mario 64, like things like that. All the stuff that we've talked about and we'll probably continue to talk about on this on this uh, podcast. But like, it was cool to go back to these characters that I recognized from 30 years ago, honestly, yeah. um, and play them in a, in a different in a different world in 3D. And I was like, wow, they... They realized the characters pretty well for a fairly early N64 game. I think I thought it was going to look really muddy, really like rough around the edges. And for an early 3D game to take it from fully 2D to this, I mm. think they did a pretty good job with it. Honestly, well, yeah. just just the way it looks. Well, that's the thing. This was pre-Zelda. This was yes. pre-Zelda, just post-Mario. So it yep. was a massive, massive adventure. Like, Mario, fair enough, you know, you jump your levels, you do this. But this was trying to bring, like, RPG elements and quest elements into it. And it was a huge undertaking when you compare it to what we have now. Yeah, fair enough, it doesn't it doesn't look as polished as other games you know, now, but you can still play that and still have an absolute time. Like, and yeah. still, you have to go into it with the understanding that this is a very Japanese game, a very like, for the, for Western audiences at the time, they had no idea what this game was, and a lot of the themes, like a beat tomorrow, was basically coming out of the shop in the first few minutes in his underpants because that's Japanese culture. They do that sort of shit, um, but that's it's not like, odd. It's so 
<laughs> like I know that he was sort of a goofy character even in that game that I was you know the SNES game he always mm. had like the sort of funnier or more wacky uh you know text and and, and dialogue and stuff like that but then all this like literally to start the game with him running out of uh I think they're in in a tea shop or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. or a store yeah and he runs out and he's literally in his underwear and he just says you know I thought he really wanted to give he, I thought he would give us a deal because I was going to do a dance. And I'm yeah. just like, what is what is happening in this game? All right, like nothing has happened, but everything has happened yeah. in that one moment. <laughs> it's like if you get the game over screen, if you get the game over screen in this, you get the dev- three devils um, basically in the underpants doing hula hoops. It's like, oh my God. What, what the absolute fuck? What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? Oh this, this, this is Japanese culture, and it was such an in-your-face. Oh, that's it's not a bad 100%. Thing. It's yeah, not a bad 100%. thing. It was great. Like I, I, I said, I was kind of used to it a little bit from watching certain anime. Um, right. But I know from a lot of people, like, what the fuck? And it was well. That, that's so honestly good. that's my reaction to stuff like this. I am not an anime person. I don't. I don't like dislike it. I just have not had a ton of experience with it. Very typical stuff that you know. I don't even know if you said a name. I'd be like, sure. I think I've watched some of that, but nothing, nothing deep. Nothing. You know. And this is later in life. I never watched anime growing up and stuff. So like, even just seeing this now as an adult in my mid thirties, I'm just like, what? I don't, what, it, what? But, but after that first, the first couple of scenes and you try and figure out what's going on, even though I don't really know what's going on, but it, it also doesn't matter at no. the same time in some ways, because you just appreciate the goofiness and what they're going for. And it looks ridiculous sometimes, but like how, what they're, what they need to bring to life with like some of the larger characters and stuff. It just looks so insane, but I, it doesn't take itself super seriously either, which I which I appreciate. I, that makes a huge difference because some games like this will just take themselves seriously, and then you're just like, okay, really? Is that really what you're doing here? Like, come on, let's just have some fun. And I think this game is just straight up having fun with itself, yeah, which it, is amazing. It, it is. Like, the plot itself is stupid. Like, two people <laughs> from a, another planet basically want to make themselves the best dancers in the world and turn it, <laughs> and turn it into a turn like basically Edo-esque castle into a European castle. And that's the plot <laughs> of you're trying to stop these two aliens from singing and dancing their way to the world. That is the plot. And there's, just, there's no way around that. But it's stupid, but it knows it's stupid. And that's what makes yeah. it so good. I'm like, right, we, you know, you're not, again, you're not taking it too seriously. You know exactly what you are. You're going to take it for what it is and just enjoy the ride. And whatever happens, yeah. just enjoy it. Like, literally, yeah. let's be honest, the amount of shit that goes on in this game like from this to giant robots, it, it knows exactly what it is. It's 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 wacky. It's straight up wacky. Like that is what it is from start to finish. From a ninja running out with with no clothes on to a giant ship that turns a castle into a different type of castle. I guess you could call it like all the stuff you just talked about to giant robots and everything. But, giant robot battles. It's good. Giant yeah, robot but when it, when it comes down to it, yeah, the robot battles and everything else, like. What's what's your feel? I don't know how long it's been since you last played this, but what's your feel with how the gameplay actually feels now? Uh, uh, going I back think, to it, I think it's still like I had to play. I did it for my own show. Me and my cousin actually covered it, and I, we we went back and it, we still love it. Like yeah, nice. just going back and just when you first go through the forest, oh, sorry, the first bit of land, and you hear yeah. the music, and both both he messaged me that like he was like, oh my god, the music just kicked in. I went, yep, that music. I haven't heard it for like. Tw- 15 years but i was like i remember it and then yeah yeah it, the camera handles like shite 
the platforming, uh, the the bits you have to do aren't amazing, but you just go, okay, it's the N64 controller, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you gotta deal with it. <laughs> deal with it. It's it's not it's a bit cumbersome, um, especially yeah. when you use an impact the robot. It's not like you, you're expecting these huge mech battles to flow, but it doesn't. But it's still fun. And that's why yeah. I think maybe nostalgia helped me down the line on that one because it helped push me. So, okay, I can look past these flaws. doesn't matter how bad it is. I'm still going to enjoy myself. Whereas someone like yourself, I can imagine, okay, this isn't, uh, you know, maybe as great, but you didn't have those nostalgia glasses to help you over the line. Yeah, so so that is a difference for sure. Um, I was more interested just to see how they took this game that I sort of recognized from 2D to 3D and see how they filled out the world and everything. And honestly, like, yeah, sure, some of the areas, but this is for a lot of early 3D games on the N64 especially and, and PS1. But like, you know, some of the worlds are just populated with the same characters over and over and over again. It's very, you know, it's not a whole bunch of like density or whatever, but mm. that's okay. I, I get it. That doesn't bother me, none of that stuff. But for the most part, actually, like, the only thing that that quote unquote annoyed me or I thought was less fine tuned than the other stuff is the traversal, like the jumping on platforms and stuff, yeah. mainly because the jump feels very like it feels like he doesn't jump quite enough or the characters yeah. don't quite jump, especially, you know, the main two characters. I think they have like this really awkward jump, whereas uh, now I can't remember the other the little guy's name. That's okay. extent. Yeah he's he's a little bit more agile and he's supposed to be right and that's fine yeah. um but every once in a while the traversal because of the camera it's and because of the way they jump it's it's not great but other than that honestly like hitting enemies collecting items um you know just sort of making your way through the the i guess battle areas or, or open spots where some of the enemies are coming after you i actually found it totally fine you know like yeah. I, I i honestly i thought it was going to be super clunky and just be like oh boy this is going to be rough um, but it's, it's actually not, I think it actually controls fairly well other than the jumping traversal stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah I was, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and I didn't have that nostalgia to hold me through it. So, <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember I messaged you cause you never played and I was like, you'll enjoy this one. Like it's, it's, it's an experience. I think yeah. it's still one that it's a good length game. Like if you want to get the most out of it, like, did you ever watch, I don't think you, did you complete it? Did you complete this game? I came, I came close. So I was looking at, because I jumped between the two, which yeah. maybe I shouldn't have done. Maybe I would have completed it, but you're right. It is not a short game. Um, there's a lot here and not even just because like just the main, I guess you could call it story arc mm. is that, but there's a lot of like little things you can go and figure out, go into like a hundred different shops and areas and talk to a bunch of different characters, which like you mentioned, I think a few minutes ago, the RPG element of this yeah. isn't that you're, you have like, a skill tree or any of that kind of stuff. It's not that kind of idea. It's that you're going into all these different open areas, essentially, and you're talking to characters and they'll give you important items that sometimes you need, which you yeah. don't realize you need until you get to that point. And that's a little bit of old school, you know, game design where it's like, well, talk to everybody and eventually you'll get what you need. Yeah. I don't love that, but also that's just, that's just the time. That's just yeah. what they're able to do. And what their limitations are and cartridges. And so it's fine, whatever, right? But at least you get to like appreciate the world that you're in and the characters yeah. that are around you, right? And the writing is hit and miss, I think, because the translation isn't great, but at yeah, least you yeah. get that opportunity to do that. There are problems with the translation, like because they've got a laughing track behind oh, it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Sometimes they'll just, they'll just, just you hear the ha 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 ha, and you're like, what? What? Was, did, that, did I miss a joke? Did, 
Did I leave the TV on upstairs? Like, yeah. what was that? <laughs> but because the translation, there was some translation errors, you kind of get there. Okay. I don't think they understand the Western audience. I don't think we understand yeah. their humor. I think we've missed bits here. Uh, but that's like, it, but again, that just adds to the stupidity of it all. Um, yeah. So I don't, again, I don't criticize it for that. I'm like, it's very early days. This is like barely internet functioning time. So I don't, when it comes to translation errors, I'm like, you, you can be forgiven. This is getting like the yeah. old Final Fantasy games. I don't care the translation is shy. You, you, it's one of them, you know, it, you, until the internet came along when, when translation was perfected, I don't really have an issue with it. Uh, but no, it and it's laugh. not terrible. It's it's not no. like you can't follow what they're saying. It's just, no. okay, the, the joke lands a little bit flat. So what, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've read and seen worse things before than what's in this, so. <laughs> exactly. Like, did you ever, here's, here's a one for you. We talked about anime earlier. Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Uh, from bits and pieces here and there. I couldn't tell you where the storyline went or what parts of the storyline. Cause I know it's a very deep story and, and history and everything. Um, but from time to time, yes. Okay. So the reason why I bring Dragon Ball Z up, cause there's two parts. Um, one, I, I, I completely forgot one of them. Um, Goemon has like power ups and they all have like these certain, yeah. you know, items. One of Goemon's power ups is that his hair turns completely yellow, spikes up in yellow. I was like, Holy shit. That's super Saiyan. And it's a yes. to the super Saiyan. I was like, it's, it's exactly what I thought of. Exactly, because his hair is already spiky. It's perfect. Yeah. Just color it yellow. <laughs> color it yellow. And he's, they've done a song of the Hedgehog, the homage, homage to um, the Dragon Balls <laughs> universe, and the opening song. Okay, now I played it when I played it again. I listened, to it, watched the opening monument. Whoa! Did you hear that to Canio? Whoa! 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 Um, that is the um, same guy who does the Sha La 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 for Dragon Ball Z. And I went, what the fuck? How did I miss oh, that? Oh, what? No way. I was oh, like that. Shit. So again, message my cousin and shit, Stefan, get on this. And he messaged me back, Dragon Ball Z. I was like, yes, yes, it's Dragon that's Ball amazing. Z. That's so, well, that's the other thing too, is, is that um, when I was looking up sort of the development of this game and sort of how it came to be, because, you know, like when they bring things from Japan over to, Europe and North America, like it's always, it takes some time and there's the translation and it always, mm -hmm. you know, well, this is a Japanese game, like you mentioned, very, very much that. And they had to find a way to bring it to, to other markets and everything. So it took a little bit of time to get over. But one of the things, instead of having like voiceover or instead of having like other fancy bells and whistles in the game, they really like kicked butt with the music. Like that's yeah. a big part of this game. And it's oh. awesome. It's awesome all the way through. The music is... The music hits, I, I honestly put this down, that the Mystical Ninja soundtrack is one of the best on the N60. It's in the top five for the N64. It it's, is it's so good. superb. And I said, it's a soundtrack that I had not played this game for 15 odd years. And then I heard it again, just, you know, just a little bit of watching a video. And it was the when they were walking through the forest of Dune. Oh my god, it's coming back, and everything just flowed back, and it was like, and that's a sign of a good soundtrack if you can just hear the first yes. few seconds and you're in. All right, that that hits with you. It's like you know, you listen to ones like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy. The moment you listen to the, even a bit of that song, you can just you could play the rest of the song in your head. Yeah, yeah, and it takes you back, it takes you back yeah. sitting on the floor, sitting on the couch, whatever yeah. it was where you played the game, and that's actually it's something that happened to me in this game as well because I think it's the music. I know it's the music in in the first or second town of the SNES game that I played. Mm -hmm. I, it's the same sort of very similar tone and 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 music notes in this yeah. in that opening section of the town, and I was like, oh, I just 
it's so it sounds so great. I'm like, this is me at at six years old sitting in front of this game that I had no idea what was going on. I was just whacking ghosts and people in the village to pick up coins and all right, cool, great. And like that's what I felt, but in a yeah. in a 3D space. And I was like, man, this is great. Like they really, they really knocked it out of the park. Um, they were gonna do co-op with this game, which I think would have been awesome. Um, but one of the things they left out was co-op so that they could make the sound and uh and the worlds be a little bit more lively so the sound i think music especially i i think that's okay i think it's okay that they favored that because it is very very well done yeah. um and it's yeah it's definitely a standout the, the the music in this is definitely one of the highlights for sure i got think if they did it i i, I kind of disagree about the co-op i think if they did okay. do it it would have been a bit clunky and mm. it would have taken away I, I think 3d games like this i can't think of many like you think of Ocarina of Time, would that have worked as co-op? And probably, I don't think yeah. it would have. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could do it like if you had two different screens, but I think if you were doing split screen on that, it would take away from a lot of what you were meant to be seeing. But they did yeah. do yeah. co-op. They did. They brought co-op back for the second N64 game, which, fuck me, I want to cover that because that is hard as balls, the second game. 100%. So I, I spent some time in it and noticed that it was co-op. It offered like every time I'm playing, it's like one of the, got one of those screens at the bottom where it says, you know, two player press start. You can jump in, has multiple characters like it does in the first one, like in this, um, which by the way, having multiple characters basically from the start is a great idea in this game. I, I absolutely, I love Freshens it up. Yeah. It, it, right away. And, and they have different, you have different reasons why you need them, especially yeah. as you get further into the game. Like at the beginning, I was like, okay, well, I'll just play as one or the other. And eventually I'll, I'll switch back and forth. But really as, as you get at least a third of the way through this game, you're like, okay, now I, I really need to find a way to use all of them, which is yeah. not something that happened very often at this time. No, cause you've got go on, go on the pipe. Um, Sasuke had the bomb. I think it was. And also yes. had a, who had the jetpack? One of them, was it Sasuke as well? I think it was Sasuke had a jet. I think it name. was. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every character had their own usage. May could swim. Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, was it yeah, oh, May? The girl could swim, the female assassin. Yep, could swim, yep. She could swim. And so everyone, and a bit tomorrow could go really tiny. And I was like, yeah. okay, everyone's got their own little thing. And they've got their own animations for when they walk. Like, so a bit tomorrow does a little floaty. Oh, man, he's sort of like just... He's grooving, man. He's, He's grooving. Along. I was walking around in circles with him w to the music. I was like, this guy's got the beat going. This is like a rhythm game, but it's just him walking. <laughs> He's having the time of his life. But he really is. Everybody's got their own unique thing. And I said, yeah, it's four characters in one. And yeah. again, Link, basically, if you want to look at compare it to Legend of Zelda, because there's going to be those comparisons. Sure, sure. Link has basically all those items in hand. So the yes. way they cover that in this game is basically, okay, each character is going to be an item, but it just freshens up the gameplay the whole time. Yeah, you're right. And and they all, like, because they all do different things, like, not even just, just with any sort of, quote-unquote, upgradable weapons or, or mm. any of that kind of, like, just their basic abilities and movement are different. So already, you feel, the second you take three steps with each character, you feel like you're playing something different. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, they, they have a use use case for each one. It's not just because you want to look at something different. It's because they all do what they need to do in a special way. And I, I think that's, that's awesome. And the sequel does that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't have as much experience with that because I wanted to favor this one. Cause I was having a good time playing this in, in, in uh, like a 3d world. They go back to 2d, they reintroduce co-op and you're right. It is balls hard, man. Like it is tough. 
I got a few levels in. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the other one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's scary. And I, I had this. I bought the the, the second one. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I bought the first one. I've got it on eBay. I remember I sniped okay. someone. I was like, ha But the yeah, second sucker. one was a lot harder to get hold of. And mm. I, I need to play the second one because it, it's one of those. It was a great game. It was Goemon's last game, I think it was. Yeah. Freaking yeah. Konami just won't do anything with him. Apart from putting yeah. on those there's something they, they could have. there's something they could do with these characters i think because because they have so much personality yeah. uh they could definitely insert them into into another adventure whether it's 2d or 3d and and really do something goofy with it and i think in a good like good goofy just in like these good, good, I, it baffles me that we haven't seen another goemon game i was like just throw one out there I, it's fucking konami being konami but to say how much he's still prevalent like did you play smash brothers Smash Ultimate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in yeah. Ultimate. I know it's crazy. It's like make just make him a, make him make the team sort of like they do with the Pokemon trainer. Make yeah, the yeah. team the the character. Yeah, make, make all four of them or three of them, whatever many they want to throw in there. Make that so you can like swap them in and out and stuff like. That. I think that'd be oh. so fun because you'd have like four different characters doing four different things, and it's a great way to just put the whole roster in there. It's a, honestly when I said let's get them back in games, it's the first thing I thought of is like do some sort of Smash thing. It would, oh, if they can have him in work. one, they can have him in the next one. Like, shit, I should. I forgot about going. I I think because I did my on a, as a Patreon episode, it was like the top ten characters I'd love to see in Smash Bros. And I forgot about going on because he's already in there as a me skin. Um, <laughs> as, he's a me swordsman. It's like shit. He would have been awesome. Yeah, the idea. I wasn't even thinking the idea of doing all four as a switch. That's even. Better. I, I just I mean, find that. Yeah, I just find that Pokemon trainer thing. Like, it, it doesn't matter if it's like the meta or doesn't matter if it's the best character. I just find that idea. That they did with that with that fighter really cool because you just oh, have three different choices. Pokemon Trainer is really my, awesome. Pokemon Trainer is my favorite. I, I that's oh, what nice. I mean. I because I, yeah. I start off with Squirtle and I just go around going with the little um, withdrawal. I just go keep using yep. that and pissing people yep. off because it's just funny. It's going, awesome. Yeah, but it's a little shell. <laughs> and then when it's like and right, the animations like, are all cool. It all looks yeah. really great. So and then yeah. they've got ninety percent health. I'm like right, Charizard, just fire, please, please, yeah, just go, <laughs> just go, go till you die. I, I love Pokemon <laughs> Trainer. I wish they bring yeah. blue. Fuck, that's the one thing. Bring blue as a trainer, but they don't. Him and red and green. Sorry, this is me. I am a Pokemon nerd. That's just me. Blue man. But yeah. Lose my go, game. Lose my game. Go, <laughs> Goemon would have been just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool and, and something definitely different and really like inserting really, um, I don't know, I, I was going to say intense, but intense is not the right way to say it. Uh, really unique Japanese culture into a game like that. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, a game like like Smash is very, you know, worldwide. It's definitely mm-hmm. not just North American or European or anything like that, but it is a worldwide thing. But a little bit more of that in there, I think, would put a lot of character into it as well, because this game, Mystical Ninja, is just full of wacky character moments. And there's so many crazy characters. Like you mentioned earlier, there's giant robot battles that are just like something you've never seen in any other game or really since with the way that it's, it's put in there. And like, man, it's, uh, they have so many ideas smashed into this game. I didn't expect it to be this big and full of random cool things. I really, really didn't. Um, and it's all there. It's all there, man. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was one bit, which like, I, I know Japanese culture a little bit now and it'd it'd be a bit jarring. I mentioned probably for yourself that you just like, why are we doing this? And it was when they get into Impact and there's the whole Impact song. Yeah. 
play the whole song every time you face impact but the reason is is because that is what japan do like i've like watched old japanese anime like old gundams from the 79 1979 they do that sort of shit that's their culture but to american audiences we'll be like the power rangers and we're like well they get in about 10 seconds and the 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 go 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 but uh, (laughs) no why are we having a whole three minute song that's japan that That's is Japan. The way it is. Yeah, apologetically, yeah. Japan. And again, it's a culture shock. Now, if we play, okay, we've seen a lot of Japan now because of like media has kind of introduced us to that. But at the time, I was like, this is going on a long. Okay, yep. Now, come on. De- definitely what I thought. Definitely what I thought. <laughs> not going to lie. I mean, it's, it's not terrible. Um, but also, like nowadays, we're used to, you know, when something lasts longer than a minute. It's like a skip button pops up, yes. you know, right? whether it's TV or video games, like it just, if you've seen it once, you've seen it already, but yeah. you're right. It, they're, they're not apologizing for their culture and what they want to bring to this game and to this world. And that's, you know, maybe as a kid, I would have been like, oh my God, could you, let's hurry up. <laughs> I don't want yeah. to, but now I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. It's, it, I, I can spare the extra couple of minutes and I'm yeah, okay. I'm okay it's sitting through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So, um, I mean, really, man. Uh, I I don't think it's like the greatest game on all on all parts, but I don't think that's that's no what what it's going for or what you're even saying either. But I had a great time. I still had a really fun time with it, and I'm pleasantly surprised once again. And a yeah. game that I never played and barely knew anything about that I got to play. So I want to say thank you for suggesting this game. <laughs> More than as I said, yeah, it doesn't. It's not trying to go game of the year. It's just basically a wholesome, funny experience. And it, did it do what it says in the tin? Yeah, it did. Hundred yeah. percent. You did. You play this now. You'd still enjoy yourself. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and definitely, ex, you know, expect a game that doesn't last just a couple hours. It's it's got some meat meat behind the bones here. It's it's it really it's does. pretty decent. And uh, honestly, the character variety, I think, was was probably that. And the music were the two standouts for me. And if that sounds interesting to you at all, and you have any chance to replay at least the first one here, Mystical Ninja, then uh, I say go for it. Um, so, Danny, man, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to to dig that back into this game and uh, and jump on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is my first ever um, co- co-op, co-op mission. So this is you know, <laughs> a pleasure. So thank you for easing me into it gently. <laughs> no problem. Here to help, man. Here to help. And uh, before I let you go, uh, where all, where can everyone find your stuff online? Yeah, so you can find me over at Retro Wars. Uh, obviously, just go wherever you listen to your podcast, or you can follow me on Retro Wars. Oh, no. Retro Wars UK. I lost my old Retro Wars podcast uh, Twitter. Bloody, because I, mo- I said sacrifice Donatello the turtle and Twitter banned me. I was like, you Come are on. taking the piss. Honestly, no. they banned me. They banned what? me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, ah, oh, Donatello fan, obviously. Um, yeah, <laughs> find me over at Retro Wars. Um, we do shows once a week. And yeah, it's just basically a just a general shit show. Amazing. Love it. Got to have, got to have that in your lineup for sure. Uh, yeah. Once again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for getting up early in the morning to uh, take part in uh, some N64 nostalgia and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. Take care, mate. Thank you.
Thanks once again for joining me on this journey of Remember 64 and for this latest game and level. Thanks again to our guest also for joining us. Uh, just a quick reminder again, if you want to get a couple of things early, including some new video content, if you're listening to this to the beginning of uh, 2023, you're going to see some really new stuff coming across the Patreon page. And it's going to be happening weeks, sometimes months in advance before it hits the public. So some great stuff you're going to get early there on top of episodes that will be up early as well. Other than that, uh, shoot us a rating on your podcast app of choice, Apple and Spotify more specifically, so more people can find us and join us on this journey as we head through the Nintendo 64's library. Other than that, thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time on Remember 64.